so let's begin. Yes, let's do it. Let's yeah. jump right in. Our first podcast. This is uh, attempt number seven, I think. Yes. Yep. Uh, I'm Tom. I'm Lachlan. Uh, and this is Let's Talk Cars. Alrighty, so episode ideas. Tom came up with a couple of ideas. A couple as in, there's about a hundred here. And it's my job to pick. You've got to choose one. Oh God, I don't even know. All right. Uh, hydrogen fuel cells, vintage cars, cars, the rise of Korea. I'm very excited to talk about that. Luxury on a budget, new cars in 2020. Ooh, I like this one. What's going on with the big three? The big three. The big three. Okay. As in, you mean BMW, Audi, and of course Mercedes? Yes. Or well, Mercedes. It depends um, on where you are. I'm sorry, I'm a bogan at heart, so yeah. I say it how I want to. Mercedes. <laughs> okay. That was an interesting. Yeah, well, it's a little, there. Yeah, I did something there. I think someone would be offended the way you just said that. Hey, let's. We're all inclusive on this channel, so mm. let's not get carried away. Alrighty. So what are they doing? What are your thoughts on what's happening? Well, I guess I can't really point that all, all of them are on the, they're all just chasing SUV sales at the moment. So we've got BMW with seven different SUV derivatives that are all essentially doing the same thing, but at a slightly different price point and they just slowly get bigger. Yeah, but none were, of them are good at going on. And they kind of all look very similar. They exactly. merge as they get bigger. I can't tell the difference between the X7 and the X5 anymore. I can. Yeah. The size of the grill. Oh, yeah. They're both huge, but one's huger. <laughs> yeah, what's going on with their grills at the moment? Yeah, that is, that's sort of been our topic. What is happening with BMW and their grills? Yeah, I know. We, well, we'll leave that for the second episode. Well, true. But have you seen what the specific, like the um, expected new M3 is meant to look like with the new grills? They're going vertically now, like really long. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's a bit scary. M3 or M4? It's one of them. Yeah. I think it, yeah, I think it's going to be the M4. So the new 4 series. Yeah. All their spy shots are just seeing like massive like Bucky Tooth, Buck or Buck Beaver, whatever you want to call it, grills. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. Well, uh, some people would really be into that, but I'm not really sure if that was something that I would want to spend so much money on. Well, it comes back down to the idea of the big three, because if you're a bit of a car nut, you're kind of like, look, they all do, they all copy each other's designs. So as soon as the C-Class comes out, then obviously then there's a three series and there's an A4 and then... BMW did that, that weird, weird grill. Yeah. And then Audi's now like, oh, cool. Well, we better do big grills as well. Yeah, but Lexus have been doing big grills for ages. So what's going on? Well, I don't know. But so I think the big three like to copy other car companies as well and try to like, they copy each other, but they, they try to copy the best ideas. It's, it's the same thing with like Apple and Samsung. They kind of steal each other's ideas. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's more, multiple phone you know, suppliers than that. But yeah, they kind of copy each other's ideas and they kind of get away with it. It just depends on what your personal preferences are with um, which parts of the cars you like better. I think there's some parts of, say, Mercedes that I like, or how, how do you say it? Mercedes. Mercedes, sorry. Yeah, I try um, out the E a bit more. Yeah. Um, I personally don't like Audi that much, but I do like you know certain aspects of the TT, like how the exhausts look. And so I think, yeah, the big three, it's interesting how they operate. Well, it's like, I always thought of it as being like, Mercedes was... The slightly old mannish car, very cons- conservative design. BMW was sportier, but luxurious. Yeah, but with that sporty edge to it. And then Audi was kind of like that sad cousin that wasn't. It didn't know what it was. Like the weird one at the wedding that's drunk. You just don't want to dancing like to a mess. You don't want to. Exactly right. But it's like the the drunk uncle, but also dressed quite nicely in a suit could be dressed nicely at the start of the night. True. By Correct. the end of the night, they're just like, you're questioning all their morals. I, I like that. I like that a lot. But now they're just like, they're all 
they, I can't AMG M and RS. They all do the same thing now. They all just yeah. do fast cars. They, there's nothing unique about them. They, Quattro came out with Audi and now Mercedes Formatic Plus. But Quattro was cool back in the day. They bought the legacy, exactly. And Mercedes a bit slow to the party, a bit late to the party. I mean, BMW are doing that now as well with all-wheel drives, except they're, they're going to be actual all-wheel drives compared to Formatic, which can be a front-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive split kind of system. Is that right? With yeah. The, with the A-class and stuff like that, it's mostly a front-wheel drive. And then depending on the situation, it can be, you know, put part of the power at the rear. Same with the new One Series. Yeah. It's like that torque drive system or whatever, Torton or whatever, I can't remember what it's called. But... Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not a massive fan of how that actually works. I'd prefer a rear-wheel drive or a rear-wheel biased all-wheel drive. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Always a driver's car. But again, it comes down to the three of them literally copying each other. Oh, we've got to do an all-wheel drive now because our competitors are doing them. Yeah. There needs to be a point when they go, cool, we're actually our own brand and we're going to do something really, really, really unique. Mm. They, like, they try to do stuff to differentiate themselves, but they have to all kind of conform to a standard so that they appeal to the mass public or the people that are they're actually trying to market the cars to because if they're too niche they're not going to have that appeal especially the ones that are really expensive that's sorry that's for the ones that are really expensive that'll work with the whole niche um kind of uh, ideas and and uniqueness but for cars that are like run of the mill between you know 80 to 50 grand or even less that's a nearly an everyday driver's car <clears throat> so that one needs to be uh, appealing to the mass public and so they need to be reasonably similar well, they tend to be reasonably similar, I think. Anyway. So actually, if we look at like one of the categories that, again, like we touched on a bit earlier with SUVs, if you're looking at a, a mid-sized German SUV, so like we're looking at X3, GLC, Q5, mm-hmm. your money down on the table, which one would you buy? You knew which one I'm going to pick because I'm always biased towards BMW. Right, okay. But okay. Um, I think I personally... Uh, so it depends on how what the purpose of the car is. Is it is that one of the fast um, SUVs mm. like an X uh, X3 M or X3 M like the 40i or you know the SQ5 or GLC yeah. 63. 63, yeah. yeah. So I'm not very well versed in Mercedes. No, that's where I'll their, definitely come all, in. They're all their like little naming conventions. It's so confusing. Um, I guess it just depends on the purpose of the car. If it was one of the fast SUVs, yeah. Um, I personally, I like the X3M. I like yeah. to like the SQ5 as well. I think that was a really cool. Oh, really? I mean, the old SQ5, the diesel one, yeah, I thought yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. It sounded awesome for a diesel. It's yeah. fast. It looks nice. It's good on fuel. Yeah. Still expensive. But yeah, yeah. I mean, all those cars were expensive anyway. But I'm just I'm just not a fan of the GLC. I think it kind of looks like a, it looks like a C-class that's just been on steroids. It's a bit thick and juicy. Right. But not in the right way. Okay. See... Surprisingly, I disagree because I'm definitely more. No, I'm shocked. Well, that's why I think everyone's going to enjoy this podcast because, like, we're both really into cars, Mm. but we like cars for very different reasons. Yeah, we have different upbringings with cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, your dad was a mechanic, well, still is a mechanic. Well, he still is, yes. And my family have absolutely no interest in cars whatsoever. Um, so like actually the only influence I had of cars with my, was my grandfather. He was, he loved Mercedes. He's always had a Mercedes. Um, so I guess I have a slight bias towards them, but um, the, the GLC, I, I like it. I think it looks, I think it looks kind of unique in a good way, but if you're deciding to go for a high performance version of that car, 
It's the only one in the category that has a V8. But is the V8 relevant in 2020? Well, that's that's a question for another for another episode, isn't it? Like, what is the future of the V8? Like, yes, they sound amazing, hands down. Yeah. You cannot beat the sound of a V8, yeah. especially a twin-turbo V8. Is yeah. there a twin-turbo on there? Yeah, four-liter twin-turbos. Yeah. Um, amazing sounding car, yeah. but fuel-guzzling, ridiculously crazy power. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there's, got, there's a trade-off there. Yeah. So I feel like with the SQ5, which is now petrol, isn't it? Well, they did a petrol one, but I think they're bringing out a diesel one as well, yeah. a new one. But I know that the... In my opinion, the SQ5, the new shape, when they brought it out with the petrol, was a huge disappointment to a lot of people. Mm. It wasn't as fast. It had the fakest of, of fake exhaust pipes. They yeah. were literally black cutouts, and the real pipes were just sticking underneath. Um, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't driven the new SQ5, but I, as I said, I agree with you. The old, like the original SQ5 with the diesel, was a monster, and it sounded incredible. I think what you say probably has a bit more waiting sometimes because you've how many cars have you test driven, Tom, in your lifetime at a dealership? Oh, quite a few. Quite I think few. I could probably, I probably, I probably test driven maybe like six cars. You probably test driven about six hundred. Oh, I've driven a lot. Like, I don't know. I just, I always have a really good sob story whenever I go to a car dealership. But I feel like the only way I can truly provide, like, feed, like, provide advice to people is by driving these. I mean, things. that's a that's a genuine way to understand how a car works you just jump into it you take it for a test drive and then you make your opinion on it rather than me looking at a car on the internet or looking at a dealership or seeing it drive down the road exactly like so we just bought a um an e-class we oh i thought you included uh, yourself okay so mum bought an e-class she had an a250 called out merc fan so she so i knew she was there like what should i get i want something really really cool with high tech and i'm like mum E-Class. How do you know? Driven one like six months before. Yeah. It was the right car. Didn't waste the time. Um, and there you go. That's your your knowledge there from test driving cars. Yeah. Coming in oh, to, yeah. um, to action. Oh, helping yeah. your mum out. Picking right here. Car. Let's talk cars. One of my, one of the things that grinds my gears with people that buy cars from these expensive European dealerships is they spend so much money on the car and then they think, oh, you know, I don't have to spend money on servicing it because it's such an expensive car. Wrong. The yeah. opposite. You spend yeah. more money on it. Yeah, that's one thing to consider. Um, Slightly off topic, but that's no, no, it's it's true. That's my goalies. Because it also comes down to, I guess, like the after service experience for these brands as well. Yeah. Um, they are expensive. Um, I mean, we we both have German cars. Yeah. Both we both own BMWs. They're very different BMWs. One's an SUV. One's a two door sports car. Um, but yeah, they're they're not cheap. Um, they're not cheap at all. And if you don't buy genuine, you're screwed. The car will, something will go wrong. It's because they're made such a high quality and really, really like um, small tolerances. So everything is made very particularly. And if it's not maintained, then it just turns to shit. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that. And that's why um, buying a used uh, expensive European car can be a bit of a money pit if it hasn't been properly serviced. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. But saying that, a lot of people aren't drawn to wanting to service their cars from the big three because it is so bloody expensive. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of them, the thing that always confuses me is, so you spend so much money on these cars Mm. and they come with a three-year warranty. Mm. Spend 15 grand on a Kia Mm. and you get a seven-year warranty. I know, it's nuts. Where's the logic in that? There's no logic in it. (laughs) I mean, there is logic because, you know, Kia's cheap and if 
it yeah. does blow up, they can replace it for a lot less money. But yeah. you'd think that um, buying a premium product, you'd be able to get a premium warranty. Yeah. Well, that's why I think they have room to grow. Like, it's it's a it's a well known fact that it, any any brand you, you you make your money in the after sales purchases. So car servicing parts, that's where they make a lot of their money. Exactly. So. If they really want to, if they the three of them want to stand out from each other, it should be through the after sales experience. Yeah. Make have cap price servicing, offer a better warranty, like a longer warranty period. Yeah, I mean, like three years is ridiculous in the current uh, environment. Like, yeah. The, only the from what I've seen, only the European manufacturers are offering such a low warranty. Yeah. Why not up it to I don't know five years? Yeah. Exactly. And but have it based or have it minimum three and five is if your car's service properly or something like that. Yeah. You know, incentivize people to service and look after their cars. Yeah. Because exactly. I think it'll it'll um, help to to hold up the value, like uh, the resale value. Mm. If you've noticed, like a lot of European cars, they, they lose value really quickly. Yeah. We buy Subaru. Yeah. Subarus, I've been told, to hold the value the best. Yeah, exactly. Which is right. interesting, isn't it? What is it? They're great cars. Well, they are good cars, yeah. Very mm. reliable. They are reliable. That's one of the things with the big three as well. They've, they people say, "Oh, European cars, so unreliable." That's true. But have you ever thought about why they're unreliable? Mm. Because people aren't spending the money to service them. Partly, I think it's an opportunity for the local. Like in Australia, you like surely they have the, they have the possibility of doing it their own way. Well, Australia is such a small market, so we don't really matter in the whole grand scheme of things as Europe. And the states and yeah. Asia, yeah, and we're just like this tiny little island down yeah. nowhere that no one cares about us, and that's why we don't get all the good cars. That's true. Say if you look at BMW's lineup, we never get the high model, like higher, high level diesel models, yeah, um, which is disappointing because they're the cool. X Drive models, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. We haven't had any X Drive models in the um, the three series and stuff like that. So there, that's another another thing that annoys me, but. Now, we're going to wrap up soon because we're just going to try and... This is obviously our first podcast. We don't want to lengthen it too much. Um, but the one last area of the big three that I really want to touch on is electrification. Hmm. Now, there have been there are a few topics I've actually written down for future episodes when we're going to discuss the future of electric vehicles. But the big three are loaded and they've already started moving into the electric space with EQ, uh, Audi e-tron and BMW i. Oh, yeah. So this is an opportunity for them to all to go in a slightly different direction with the same powertrain, but define electric mobility. They have the money. Yeah. But so with electric cars in general, I think the whole issue in Australia at the moment, there's not that many places where you can charge them. Yeah. Um, and that'll be a concern of mine if I were to buy one. So I'd go down the South coast or go out central West to visit family. Um, to be, I need to be doing like 400, 450 kilometers on a tank or well, more than that on one trip. And so some of these, they don't last that long. So then you've got to stop somewhere, make sure there's somewhere where you can charge your car, um, wait for it to charge. And that adds an hour or two to your journey. Yeah. And then good to go again. Yeah. Like if you're listening this, if you're listening to this in Europe or like, you know, especially the West Coast of America. God, wow. You're getting really cocky. Well, <laughs> you never know. It's the internet. Um, Australia is like, it's like, it's so far behind the rest of the world with electric infrastructure. Because um, we have not many people and a lot of area. It's there's, not, a, there's a lot it's of not area. not dense at all. Yeah, exactly. That's the issue. Um, if but, we had a lot of people with a small area, 
put fair few charging stations and be utilised a lot. You'll be because, good to go. Yeah, because where we live in the mm. southern suburbs, mm. it's quite, um, you know, uh, it's not very yeah, densely populated. So, no. uh, and a lot of people don't, I haven't really seen that many people buying electric cars. No. Hybrid, yes. Hybrid, yeah, definitely. Um, but not electric as of yet. So kind of spinning this back to the to the big three, where I guess, especially in our market where they can do really well, is massive investment in longer range batteries. Yeah. Because that at least solves our problem for the meantime because then you're going to be less reliant on charging stations. But overall worldwide, the less infrastructure that has to be put in place, I guess, I mean, the cheaper it's going to be, right? Like yeah, you don't need to put in, like it's nev- there's never going to be a situation where there are going to be as many charging stations as petrol stations. But is there a, like a standardized charging port for charging your car? Like you charge, you know, you've got an iPhone charger and then there's a, like which Apple uses Lightning. Is there a standardized for all yeah, cars? there is. Oh, okay. Which is smart because uh, you'd think that a lot of the car, like car manufacturers would want to make their own so that, you know, they'll make money off the charges and yeah, everything like that. Exactly. I think, <laughs> I think electric cars are definitely going to, they're going to be around for a long time. The big three have an opportunity to really capture the market of, um, you know, I guess people who buy European cars. Like they have a bit of they have a bit of cash out. They have okay. a bit of you know they have a bit of influence. They, they can do, yes. they can tell their friends, hey, I just bought a brand new, um, you know, Mercedes EQC, which is Mercedes' first electric car. It's called an EQC. Yeah, it's very complicated. That's a really terrible name. It's dreadful. Their marketing part- department. Their naming shot. structure is so confusing. But it's basically a uh, like a GLC size, like a mid-sized SUV, X3 kind, of thing. kind of an X3 type of thing. Yeah. That's I'm happy with that. The range is okay. The price is up there with like the 43 AMG, mm-hmm. so it's still like 130, 140 ish grand. A lot of money. But the problem with them is, it is no better in my opinion than. The Tesla Model X. And I agree, the Tesla Model X is a much more expensive vehicle. Do you and think it looks as good as the Tesla Model X? I no. mean, sorry, looks better than the Tesla Model X? Uh, look, I'm I don't... not a massive fan of how the Teslas look. I'm completely honest. I don't think the, I don't think the Merc is a massive looker. I mean, if one, I, I, people love it. I don't think it looks that great. I mean, but you were someone who put you know money down on that Tesla Ute thing. Uh, oh, okay. I'm going to mention that now. So, yeah, oh. well, you have a bias towards Tesla. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I did put a deposit down What's for the Cybertruck. That's it. Wow. <sighs> okay. Um, so anyway, and then we've got um, Audi's e-tron. So that's going to be a small SUV as well. Yeah. Again, again, range isn't that much better hmm. than um, than Tesla's. No, sorry, not that much better than, than Mercedes and nowhere near as good as Tesla's. And then BMW has just fallen completely short of the whole situation. They came out first with an i3, which was this quirky, weird-looking city car. Mm. A lot of people bought them overseas. No one bought them in Australia at all. Again, You had one for a couple of days. Yeah, I had one for a week. Um, it was interesting. Like, It felt very futuristic, which is fine, but I don't know if, again, it... I, I Look, I applaud BMW for, again, doing something different, which is what we were kind of, you know, that was how we introduced this. Like, how can they be... Exactly right. Market differentiation. Um, I can't say that word. My mouth's a bit dry. Um, I want to try. But it was fine, but the range wasn't good enough. Then they did the i8, which was a supercar slower than an M4, which made, again... Really? Yeah, it was. Oh. It had a three-cylinder, and it was slower to... Yeah, three-cylinder turbo. Yeah, but it was slower to 100 than an M4. But it's electric. 
ish hybrid. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they look cool though. They did look cool, yeah, yeah. They did. But they stopped making them, didn't they? Yeah, it's finished. The run's done. So look, I think look, Audi and Mercedes are doing essentially the same thing. It's a small to mid sized SUV that's electric. Cool. Great. I need something new. BMW is going to be launching an X3, an iX3. iX3, yeah. Again, mid-size SUV. Let's see what happens. Um, BMW are always criticised for lagging and for being stuck yeah. in the past. Like people always criticise their interiors and their exteriors for looking too old or not um, futuristic enough. Yeah. Which I think is part of the appeal. Yeah. You're comfortable. If you like it, mm. you're going to still enjoy it. It's not too much of a change. And yeah. Typically, older people don't like change. That's true. That's true. So that's why BMW played that card, I personally think, and that's why I like it. Yeah. Which is why I don't... I think the iX3 M, X3 won't look... <laughs> what did you say? iX3 so that, That's a lot of stuff in there. The iX3 won't be that different. I don't think it will look super different from the No, they just X3. have... Yeah, they just have like little electric bits here and there to make it look like it's an electric car. Yeah. A bit of blue in there, I think, with their little eye badge. Yeah, exactly. But look, we'll have to, we'll have to watch the space and see what happens, but... Watch your space. I like that. Is that okay? That's no, great, yeah. Yeah, so watch your space and see what happens. Um, but look, we're going to talk about, you know, electric vehicles in depth um, soon. Um, I better do my research. Yeah, you better brush up on that. So, you know. Get, oh, get homework for Lachlan. Yeah, write that down. Yeah. Okay. Um, look, I mean, look, we've touched on the big three briefly, but there's a lot more we can go into in probably another episode. We need to go into, like, their performance divisions, what's actually going on with their designs. But I think we've touched on the overarching thing that's which is true. there isn't a lot that's different between the three of them no they seem to be getting closer and closer as the years go yeah, on yeah exactly um, anywho I think that's yeah that's it yeah. I think we're about done um, wow. if you guys have any questions um, send them through to us slide into our DMs oh my god that's so cool I've always wanted to say that yeah um, again I'm, I'm Tom and I'm Lachlan and uh, this was uh, Let's Talk Cars cheers cheers